Hey, this is the Bridging Realities podcast with your hosts, Danielle Polgar and Eugenia Crock. Bridging the esoteric and the practical concepts of astrology into everyday life. We're happy you're hanging out with us and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are here for our Thanksgiving episode to share with you what we are thankful for and speak a little bit about some transits that are happening in our personal lives and things that we want to talk about in regards to that. So we hope everybody's doing well after this week. Um, how are you doing, Eugenia? What's happening? I'm doing well. Uh, we've talked about Thanksgiving on a couple of these episodes recently with Saturn currently in the sign of Sagittarius. Uh, we celebrate Thanksgiving in America in um uh, in that constellation. And I've gotten some nice notes from listeners, like good luck at Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but I think it's been really helpful to know, to have the conversations we've been having going into Thanksgiving because, um, a couple of extra family members, I have a cousin flying in from LA who will be joining us and an uncle and which will be nice. But I think I'm going in with a certain open-mindedness this year that, I haven't previously and, and a recognition of, um, you know, everything that's happening in the indigenous land of America and how there's kind of an odd juxtaposition with, um, what's happening in at standing rock and also that we're celebrating Thanksgiving and kind of how odd that is, but to really still utilize this, this moment, this day and every day really for gratitude uh, if we can. And so just really going into the Thanksgiving holiday, feeling really grateful for my family, my friends and my, my work in this podcast and everything. And I think it would be nice to share those gratitudes here a little bit, um, in honoring of, of, of the thanks, uh, uh, of, of the opportunity to give thanks that we, 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 do in this culture one day a year, but really spanning that into every day of the year. So I thought maybe it'd be nice for us to talk about those gratitudes a little bit. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that you're right. I mean, it is an interesting contrast to have this whole experience mm -hmm. with the natives and, you know, just the, yeah, the kind of capitalist kind of thing that's going on right now in terms of that mm -hmm. being, um, just an issue. And I think it is really a good time for us to really simplify and to just focus in on like, what am I grateful for? There's so much chaos going on. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much change happening. What are the things in my life that are really working? And this can be said to any experience that you're ever going through in life, you know, um, mm -hmm. it, what you focus on expands and, you know, all of those kinds of things. But it, I, I really have in my own life witnessed kind of like this magical, um, unfolding with an attitude of gratitude because it's like, as soon as I become grateful for what's around me, then, um, you know, my perspective shifts to just like really take that in and, and really feel into that. Um, it's, I, I find that it's so easy to focus on the negative because it's so drama and like, you know, we, it, you can get lost in it. And then, um, focusing on gratitude and the fact that we do it once a year, I think is a great thing. And like you said, you know, if we can actually 
span this out and take carry this through like the rest of the year and even into next year as like a practice. Um, I think that would be really helpful for everybody. Just being grateful for each other. Like, wow, we have each other humans. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it starts at home, right. With your family. And this will be an interesting time for a lot of people to go into conversation and, um, you know, engage in family matters and, and Mm -hmm. remembering that, you know, it's change, real change starts small. So the more compassion you can give to your family members at this time of the year, you know, that ripples outward and, um, impacts the world at large. So I can imagine people are doing that this year. mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about conversation and can we all approach this Thanksgiving, however it's going to look, whether it be with friends or family, uh, just from an open-minded perspective and just from a place of curiosity and playfulness and, um, and engage with our family and, and really ask them why they're feeling one way or another about the current climate or whatever it might be. Um, just a helpful idea going in. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think I want to mention something about the gratitude piece. This is something I implemented. I don't do it every day, unfortunately, because I'm too Aquarian Piscean to remember to do it every day, but is a gratitude rock. And I have this specific stone. I don't even know how I got it originally, but I try to keep it on my dresser and put it in my pocket each morning so that when I'm idly grabbing into my pocket and not thinking about it, that I, I touch it. And it, every time I touch the rock, I have to think of something I'm grateful for. And I think that's a really cool practice. Even if we put something on our keychain that reminds us to be grateful or, uh, just something that can, um, encourage us. In fact, I downloaded an app. Oh man, actually what happened to that app? I haven't seen it in a while, but there's an app it's called thankful. It hasn't been working lately. I just realized, and it pops up a certain gratitude every like scattered out through the day at different times. So something will pop up. It'll say, "I'm grateful for nature," or "I'm thankful for my friends," and it just pops up randomly. And it's a really cool app to have because it just brings me back to gratitude in the weirdest moments. Oh yeah, there's things to be grateful for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so just some ideas for people to have throughout the year to remember that gratitude. Yeah. I think that's awesome and helpful. You know, whatever you can do to remind you of how much there is in your life that is supporting you, even when things aren't going your way. Um, there's probably one thing that is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's nothing other than your breathing, and totally. Here, right. I can breathe. Yeah, I can breathe. And if you have a cold and you can't breathe or you're having trouble <laughs> breathing, then maybe it's that you can see or something like that, you know? So, um, yeah, I really love a gratitude practice. I think, I think it's just a lovely way to engage with life and, um, change your perspective about what it is that you're seeing and experiencing. So, so let's share a little bit about what, what it is that we are grateful for. I mean, I know you mentioned your friends and family. Are there any other things that you're, you know, that are kind of bubbling up that you feel like you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well it's, it's 2016. So I think we're coming, you know, Thanksgiving precedes the end of the year. And so it can be a really nice time of reflection of what's happened this year. Uh, so as I kind of look back on the events of this year, I know I've had um, a number of losses and a number of gains. 
Uh, and I'm grateful for both. I am grateful that you and I decided to finally do this podcast yeah. that we've spoken about for what, like three years. Yeah. Um, that we finally just, you know, had the courage to leap and do this. Uh, I think that is a huge gratitude I have for this year and obviously immense amounts of gratitude for you as both a friend and a colleague and a sister, um, who's part of my tribe. I'm incredibly grateful for you and, and all that you have brought to my life, uh, since we've known each other, of course, but since especially this journey we've, we've gone on and we've had some rocky moments and we have had mostly really great moments and you've been an exceptional, um, partner in that way. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. And obviously I'm like wildly grateful for people who listen. Um, it still kind of like blows my mind that people listen to this and, uh, you know, we get a lot of just really beautiful messages and comments and emails. And we hear that people are whispering about this at conferences and, and at different areas. And there's a lot of synchronicities that are happening because of the podcast. And I'm just grateful that, there are people in this world who resonate with our words and whatever gets channeled through us when we do these episodes. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, and I think, you know, yes, I'm always grateful for my family. I'm always grateful for all my friends, but I think I'm most grateful this year for the endings in my life that I've endured. Um, I ended a number of relationships with, um, uh, men I had had lingering relationships with. Uh, I have Saturn currently in the seventh house. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, I think a lot of people go into Saturn transits in general with a certain amount of fear. Um, and within the seventh house, it has everything to do with relationships. And I've, I have had a lot of restructuring in how I do relationships, not just the people I'm doing the relationships with. A lot of those relationships ending, but how I approach relationship and how I see it and the potential of it. And now I feel refreshed because I've, I let go of those, those, um, individuals who it just wasn't right. It just wasn't right. As much as I had wanted it to be or fantasized that it would be, it just wasn't right. And at the time it was hard to say goodbye, but I'm really grateful I did because I've met, um, someone new that I really like, um, who is lovely, incredibly lovely. And I'm sad that I lost my dog and that was, has been challenging, but I'm also really grateful because now I have so many people who lend me their dogs and I have a new cat who, even though he's pissed on my couch, he is amazing and he is a cuddler and a lover. And I'm just um, I know that my dog Rasa has something to do with bringing this cat literally to my doorstep and he has officially made home in my home. And, uh, it seems that I lost Rasa, but now I have all these other pets. My brother got a dog. Um, you know, my friends are all lending me their dogs and it's just, 
incredible that now I have all these dogs and, and a cat and uh, I have even more animals in my life than I did prior to losing her. So Mm. I think I'm mostly grateful for all my losses this year. And, um, because they have literally brought, um, incredible gains to my life. So that's my review of the 2016. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Isn't that amazing how losses clear Mm -hmm. the space and create, you know, it's like, it's just creating space for what is, and it's so painful and it's so awful. And at the same time, there's usually a blessing on the other side of it. It Mm -hmm. just takes a while to get to the blessing. It does. I think right when I lost Rasa and my car died and I said goodbye to a man who had been my partner for a while. Um, I think I thought, Oh God, this is going to come in right away. And so I was trying to find the gains really quickly. And I think the more I was looking for that, the more suffering that caused me. Mm -hmm. And when I finally just let myself grieve and just let myself get dark and do stupid, unhealthy things and make bad decisions. Um, it, it's taken time. It's taken a few months to let that grief settle enough to now have the space that's available. And now I'm, I'm back and I'm back in a more evolved way. And now it's like the people and the animals and the experiences coming in are just so lovely. And because I am now in a lovely place with myself where, where I wasn't right away, you know? So I think that time, that space is totally necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting ready for it for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful. Well, yeah. thanks so for sharing. You? You're, welcome. You're welcome. I loved hearing all of that. Um, I wasn't thinking about doing like a year in review, but I'm like, oh, I like this. Yeah. I, I usually do my year in review like towards the new year, but this is like a really good time. It's a checkpoint, you know, um, getting geared up towards that final stretch. And um, yeah, this year has been profound on so many levels. So absolutely starting with the podcast, I mean – holy shit, I can't believe how this has changed my life in so many ways. I mean, and I don't mean it in a sense of like, oh, wow, all these people are listening to what I have to say, which in itself is mind-blowing. Like you said, like, I can't believe people even listen to this. <laughs> but um, but that I feel so much more embodied and like connected to my truth now that I have a platform um, mm-hmm. and a place to like share my truth, you know, and, and, and also to share my knowledge and wisdom and, and to share my questions with the world about what's going on and, you know, get to engage with other astrologers and other people who are doing amazing things. It's just opened my world up in so many ways. And I really thank you for that, for kind of, you know, pushing us through the different stages of this whole journey. And, you know, it's an evolutionary process in itself. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm just so grateful for our connection. I was thinking about it yesterday while I was driving. I was like, oh, you know, because Eugenia and I will text each other things about, I mean, all sorts of things. But like, it's so nice to have a friend who I can chat with about astrology that's going to understand what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Because sometimes I have things that I want to share with people and I... I'm constantly looking at it through the lens of astrology and I have to leave those parts out sometimes because people are like, what are you talking about? Sometimes I bring it in and I'm like, well, whatever, they're going to get it or not. But, um, and I, and I do know people who are curious to learn about it, but it's also just nice to feel like at home. 
Um, and, and I definitely feel at home in my self when, you know, we're with each other and that's always been the case in the exchange. So it's been a really sweet journey with you and, um, and just being able to watch this grow. It's like our little baby. <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. So, uh, we'll see where it goes, right? Where the potential of what's to come and, what else? I'm so grateful for my health. I mean, this is like one of those things where I, I have to say I've been very healthy my whole life, minor illnesses, you know, here and there. But um, it's just one of those things where, especially having worked with a lot of clients going through medical issues in the most recent months as I'm really kind of bringing on more clients with, um, yeah, medical issues and, and health problems um, that we're looking at astrology to see how we can get clarity around those things. Um, I'm just really grateful to feel good in my body, you know, cause being in pain, that whole experience of just living in physical form can be such a disruptive thing. Um, and it can really color your, anyone's entire experience of this, this world. So very grateful for that and grateful so far that I've had a really nice pregnancy. I mean, I was definitely very nauseous in the beginning, but nothing dramatic. And, um, you know, pregnancy is certainly weird. I've had some strange occurrences. I'm partially deaf in one of my ears right now, um, but I'm grateful for the other ear that it's working. <laughs> um, so thank you left ear for doing your job. Um, and, and I'm, I'm grateful because this, you know, all these little things, when they pop up, it helps me to be mindful of and appreciate when, because my hearing comes and goes, it kind of comes online and goes offline. And um, it's probably hormonally based, right? So hormones are all over the place in pregnancy. And when it does come back, it's like I have this really rich appreciation for music and singing and, you know, just hearing myself and being able to hear life around me, the birds, my dogs, everything. Um, so, you know, it's interesting how not having access to certain things is actually helping me appreciate it even more as a gift. And I just saw our baby yesterday on an ultrasound for the first time. Fucking magical. Oh my God. There's a human growing inside my body right now. That's so crazy. So, you know, I, I have a ton of gratitude for this process because it wasn't easy. Um, building a human body is a big deal and, and getting pregnant isn't as easy as it may appear or be for some people. It took my husband and I a year after a miscarriage. Um, and thankfully I didn't have to go any, you know, crazy different paths to achieve this, but I am also grateful for the resources around me to work with, you know, certain different doctors like chiropractors and nutritionists and, you know, just holistic modalities that have helped me to really heal my body and get it in a place where it was really ready for pregnancy. So I'm grateful for that and grateful for my family and how we've come so, so far in so many ways on our life journey. And I just feel like I'm at a good place with everybody in my family right now, which feels so good. Um, it's very unusual. I can't even imagine five years ago being able to say that, but, uh, and I'm grateful for this new opportunity to live in Santa Fe and all of the gifts and blessings that have come my way since moving here. This has been probably like one of the biggest changes in my life thus far. 
And I'm so grateful for all my clients, all of the people who have found me through the podcast and people who have come my way or come through referrals. Each of you are so unique to me. And so, I mean, like literally I have these little tiny places in my heart for you and your story and your chart (laughs) and all the things. Cause every time I work with a client, I feel so inspired and enriched and so aligned with my purpose. So it's always a gift for me to be able to work with, um, individuals and share astrology with them. And yeah, the whole process is just amazing. So, um, super full of gratitude in my heart for that. And that's it. I'm out of well, can I, I'm going to piggyback on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, thank you. God, universe, earth, mother, whatever, for the work that we have the incredible honor to do. It is true. I mean, the work we do is so profound. It's so beautiful. Clients showing up authentically, clients showing up. I mean, every session, my heart is just right in the world. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. I mean, I am so grateful to be able to do this work and and I'm so grateful for every client as well. Even, even the times when it's challenging, you know, there's, there's moments that, you know, maybe I haven't done a great job or, you know, maybe the client hated me or, you know, whatever that might be. Although for the most part, it's just this incredibly, you know, profound, beautiful work. But even those challenging moments, it's like, I'm so grateful for those too. So I'm very, I'm very grateful you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I mean, I think, um, I was even talking to my husband about this recently because, you know, he's newly out of chiropractic school and starting his practice and, you know, he wants to be five years ahead. And I'm like, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. like that. It's a process. And I, I have to look back at myself when I was first starting out and all the mistakes I made and how Mm -hmm. I worked with people that I definitely didn't like looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? Or mm-hmm. what was I thinking? And I'm so grateful for those people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because it's like everybody is exactly is meeting me at my where I'm at in the journey. So it's a it's a really helpful reflection for me. And it's also an opportunity for me to continue to learn about this language and, you know, about life at large and for me to apply all of this knowledge that I've accumulated over time. So um it's a wonderful opportunity and yeah, it's great. Thank you everybody. Yeah. And I think, uh, a new evolution for Danny and myself is that we have started reading charts for clients together. And that has been pretty awesome because we come at this practice not like radically different, but different enough that when we're meeting with clients together, it's, it seems that these individuals are getting a lot because they're getting both of our voices in one session and it's intimate and it's honest and it's open. And I think we want to put it out there to our listeners that we're going to start offering this more and more. Um, and I think this has excited a couple of people. So you don't have to get a reading with just one of us. You can do it with the both of us Mm -hmm. and we'll have more information 
um, on our website as we're developing that. But in the interim, you're welcome to just send us an email at contactbridgingrealities at gmail.com and we'll get something set up because I think that that's been a really new uh, platform here for the both of us to to, to move towards. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, I mean, right. We're bridging realities here because everybody's perspective of the chart, and this will kind of take us into our conversation of transits and whatnot, but you know, so much of reading a chart and so much of your experience of, and understanding of a chart through an astrology reading is going to be filtered through the lens of the person who is reading your chart. So Eugenia and I have, you know, very similar life experiences and also very different life experiences. So we have Mm -hmm. different angles and different ways of looking at things that we can, um, provide insight into like a different angle. So like she might be talking about something and then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm seeing this other thing emerge from the chart that I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been able to see had you not mentioned Mm -hmm. that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, it really kind of brings a whole other dimension to, the astrology, like to a regular astrology reading, let's say. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's so dynamic that, Mm -hmm. I mean, Eugenia and I love it. So love it. I can only imagine like, I mean, the clients see who we've worked with definitely seem to have really appreciated it as well. So Mm -hmm. we're excited about this opportunity. So, you know, um, let us serve you in this way, you know, and, and see what we might be able to do in terms of helping you on your path and helping you understand your chart better and understanding astrology better. So Mm -hmm. that's our plug for that. Yeah. Um, but I think this also ties into this kind of theme that I've been like playing with, with astrology. And we've mentioned it a couple of times here and there throughout the show, but you know, just to be mindful of, what you read out there, um, when you're learning astrology and when you're going, you know, you're looking at your own chart and you're looking at your transits and trying to understand what's happening to you. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that's really, I don't know, maybe it, it's true for some. And I, I definitely have resonated with a lot of the stuff that I find in books and online and whatnot. But, um, my understanding of astrology has really come through life experience, like living through the transits and working with clients and seeing how it manifests through their lives. A lot of things that we think are going to be way super dramatic are actually not. Um, a lot of transits that we fear and dread are actually not as bad as they, they may look. Um, and so, you know, something that's been coming up for me and, you know, Eugenia shared a little bit about her Saturn transit Saturn is now opposing my moon, um, for the next, eh, probably the next month. Um, and it it happened to oppose my moon, uh, before it went retrograde in March, it was there for hovering over there for like a couple of weeks in January of last year. And I went through a challenging time in my mental space. Um, and I have Gemini moon, so Gemini moon, I filter my emotions through my intellect pretty much. And, um, I feel things through my mind, if that makes sense. But that, um, the process, you know, and and the things that I read about Saturn opposing the moon as a transit were really heavy. They were like troubles at home. Your mom might die. Your mom's probably going to (laughs) get sick. You're going to have all these responsibilities that are a burden and all this stuff. And I was like, eek, oh my God. Uh." And I was preparing for the worst, you know, like reading these things, thinking about it, watching my chart. And when it really showed up, I mean, it was 
bad in the sense that it was uncomfortable because I had to deal with some mental processes. It was like that distillation process of Saturn to really kind of squeeze out um, the pulp and like the stuff that's not really necessary in order to get to the essence of what was really good, right? And that's coming up for me again. And because it's a Gemini moon that I have, it's more of an intellectual process than it is an emotional process. So I don't feel depressed, which is the potential with Saturn moon aspects, but I'm definitely more in a worry state right now than anything. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm halfway through my pregnancy. The reality of having a baby is coming together and it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to be a parent. This is like a huge responsibility. Whoa. You know? So I share this as just an experience of seeing, you know, seeing yourself through the transit, um, from an actual experiential way rather than just, okay, reading it in a book. And I don't know that anybody else does this, but I'm, I'm known to do this where I'm like, oh my God, the book said this. So, or the astrologer said this, so this is how it's going to be. Please do not just like listen to people saying like, take it a little bit at a time and see how that really relates to your personal experience. Would you agree, Eugenia? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think when you first start learning astrology, all you have is books to go off of or, yeah. you know, little things you find on the internet. Cause you know, you hear about Saturn return and maybe you haven't been through it yet. And so all you can do is rely on other people's experiences of it, but right. Each individual's chart is so nuanced that they're going to experience it in just really unique, very individual ways. I mean, nobody's going to have the same Saturn return. No one's going to have the same Saturn moon opposition. It's, it's going to have everything to do with the entire body of the chart. And, and I think that one of the things or learning curves that's taken me a while to understand is that you know, I've only been doing this eight years, so I've only lived through a, a very small number of, you know, big transits, whether in my own chart or globally. Like, you know, I think about even Neptune entering Pisces, you know, and I think about like friendships I've had. I've only known a handful of my friends while Neptune's been in Pisces in their chart. And so I only know this one angle of them. Uh, or, you know, I've only known like you, I've only known you since Pluto has been in Capricorn. And so, you know, I, I, I didn't know you when Pluto was in Sagittarius. Right. And so, and then, you know, you, you, we talk about Venus retrograde, Mars retrograde, Mercury, you know, all of these other smaller transits. And only now, because I've lived through them, I can kind of understand them, but they're layered on top of other transits I had. So the next time Mercury goes retrograde or, or Mars goes retrograde or whatever it might be, it'll still be a little bit of a different experience, but I'll have a, a, a better comprehension because I viscerally went through it. And so I think for those of you just starting with this, be patient. Like there's no way you're going to understand how these things will look, you know, I think about astrologers who have been doing this 40, 50 years and they've lived through X amount of Venus ret retrogrades or 
X amount of Saturn transits. And so they have a, you can have a really nice, deep, visceral understanding of how that shows up for you. And then that's going to complement your work with clients, but that it just takes time. It takes time. And this is a, this practice is, is a, that's it. It's a practice. It is something that we engage in both through reading, through personal experience, through looking at families and friends charts, and then ultimately into client work. And, and that starts to build a process and it, it does, it takes time. I mean, I think some people look at me and they're like, wow, I can't believe, you know, you're a professional astrologer. And I'm like, well, this didn't like happen overnight. You know, yeah. this is hours and hours and hours have been clocked. I mean, not just studying, but actually seeing clients and having these conversations and just the scope from which my brain looks through now. I mean, that's hours I've clocked to make this happen. And so just, again, if you're at the beginning, be patient. And yes, you can become a professional astrologer. You absolutely can. You get a team of people behind you who are going to help you and, and hold your hand through this so that when you do look at, Oh, Saturn's about to oppose my moon. You can have some individuals keep you grounded in that. You know, I have Saturn natally opposing my moon. So, um, and yeah, I get the depression piece for sure. And, and there's good bits too. You know, I think I'm very masculine and feminine and that's cool because it's, it's both of those experiences. So yeah. And I just want to mention, you know, you know, I have Saturn currently transiting my seventh. And I think, like I was saying earlier, I think if I were to read that in a book, that would feel really scary and daunting. In fact, I have Pluto in my eighth right now. And that reading in a book would terrify me. In fact, I've avoided reading anything about Pluto transiting the eighth because I don't want to hear other people's impressions of it. Because both with Pluto in the eighth and Saturn in the seventh, certainly there's been challenges, but I've actually, I think really enjoyed it, especially because both of these are kind of moving past their apex point. And it's kind of like the heart of it, the heat of it was happening actually during the election, both on a personal and a collective level. And, you know, I think of, you know, somebody, people might think Pluto on the eighth, you know, Pluto rules the eighth. So it's kind of the underworld and it's sex stuff money. It's kind of the under unconscious parts of life and things of that nature. And, um, and I have experienced quite a number of deaths in since 2008 and I have really had to learn about money and I have, you know, had to think about sex on different levels. And, um, but the thing is, is I feel like now that it's through the halfway point, I feel really empowered about those three areas of life at this point. Like I can really handle death. It, you know, it's not like pleasant, but I can handle it. You know, when my parents will pass, when my brother will pass, when my family or my friends and, um, uh, you know, chosen family members will pass, it's never going to be easy, but I think that I can hold the space for it now. And that's a strength from that transit. And when it comes to money, like I, I have a really, like, I feel really confident in how I deal with money now because I've had some like fraudulent experiences and like some really weird things happen with money. Um, and, and sex, I feel like I'm in control of my sex life. And so, yes, there's been challenging bits about it, but like, I feel empowered and, you know, with Saturn and my seventh, yeah, I've lost some lovers. I've lost some relationships and over the course of the last, um, well, a little while, but, um, really in the last year and a half, a lot of old, um, lovers came back to my life and, you know, tried to 
to win me back. And I had to really look at a number of old relationships and really look at them. And ultimately I said goodbye to all of them. And was it hard? Yeah. Like I said, now I've met someone and I don't know what will happen with this person, but he's, he's cool. Like he's like, I don't know. He's like a good man. And it's like a really different experience with this person really different and it feels good. So, right. So it's been both, but I think, I know personally, I really do try to avoid those interpretations that are generic on the internet because they don't, they don't know my chart, you know, they don't know where my moon is and, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and how that even looked for me and how it looks for me, you know, like, just because I'm an Aquarius doesn't mean like I'm like any other Aquarius at all. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's so specific to us as individuals. So, so that's how I'd like to offer some um, ideas. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing your personal experience with that, because I think, yeah, a lot of people hear Saturn transit, Pluto transit, and they're like, Oh no, what does that mean? And there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, and and it's not to say that this stuff isn't going to be challenging in its own right because it can be, um, but there is also the the bright side of it, and you know, this is kind of what I feel like I've been speaking to a lot about in terms of transformation and being excited about it because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really hard, but at the same time, you know, we're going to grow from this, and yeah. that part is really thrilling and exciting for me on a soul level, and you know, it's something that I feel inspired to share in my own experience is kind of like as an, as a very academic type of person in which I am and I have Saturn, um, I have a Sag Midheaven. Um, you know, I, I love reading, I love learning and I will be a student lifelong, no doubt about it, but there is something to getting to know the archetypes and the energies of the planets of the Zodiac signs and really putting those, like feeling into those, into your own experience, how they show up for you. What are, what's your relationship like to structure, to boundaries, to your dream life, to your fantasy life, to your creativity and playing with all of the different archetypes to see how it really works for you. You know, how do you understand these beings of yourself? Um, and that's, you know, a way in which you can kind of engage with the chart differently instead of just from, um, an intellectual kind of standpoint. And if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think you're naming the feminine approach to astrology. Yeah, the intuitive kind of piece. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and the cyclical nature of it that, you know, being a woman or feminine, identifying as a feminine uh, person like I feel lots of different things. Like tomorrow I might hate these transits, you know what I mean? And it's just, it, it it's not linear. It's not, yeah. It, it, but I think the masculine approach, which has ultimately dominated this field almost entirely yeah, is very, this is what's going to happen. This is the date. This is the degree. This is like the, like the vocabulary behind it. And the, I mean, it's so specific when, when I read men's interpretations of astrology or I listen to them speak on it, it's so masculine. It's so dogmatic. It can be very, um, not all male astrologers, obviously, but there's been a couple. I'm like, you are an asshole. Like, (laughs) come on, man. You know, don't what, you know, but I think the feminine approach is, it is multifaceted and it is holding the space of 
birth and death all the time and that these transits will bring on birth and death. And, and that is the feminine opportunity. That is the honeycomb is that that's how regeneration happens is we can hold the space for both of those energies. And especially as we're entering this global shift, I mean, this is this feminine leaning podcast of ours is going to hold these transits from a feminine space is, is the hope that it's both, you know, that it's, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is something that I encounter a lot too. in in astrology readings is like, you know, when people are like, cool, well, uh, so when's that transit going to be over? Yes. Right. And it's like, um, can you give me the dates, you know? Yeah. I'm like, uh, so that I can put that in my calendar. Like I'm going to start feeling better here. Yeah. Well, it's like, not really like that. I mean, I wish I could say it is that basic. And sometimes it can actually be like a light switch where like on my 27th birthday, Saturn, you know, I, I felt like my Saturn return was starting and it was just like, fuck, you know, but you know, it wasn't as clear cut as anyways, all, I, I say all this just to say, to be present with what's showing up and also to not also make the same mistakes that I have done in the past too. And I still make these mistakes of looking so far ahead in the future just to know like, okay, what's going to happen or what's this going to be like, um, to, so I can prepare myself if it's going to be bad or good or whatever. And just to let it be what it is, because we just don't know. And we won't know until we actually get to those places in our lives. We won't actually be ready for that transit or that stage, because all this is anyways, is a reflection of our evolutionary process of what's happening on the inside. So we only get to that stage when we've passed through all these other challenges that are, have made us who we are in order to be ready for something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know, I I've mentioned this before, but I'm not an astrologer who looks at my chart. Like we I differ just, in that way. We sure. really yeah. do. Yeah. We really, really do. And for me, um, I, for me, I use astrology as when an event happens, then I look to the chart and I look at why might have this happened? Like, what is the evolutionary intention or what is the intention of this transit? Like, you know, I, I'm somebody who does not look forward in my chart. I, I can't, I don't, um, I, I very rarely know where things are. In fact, we were talking before this episode and Jenny was mentioning her Saturn uh, moon opposition she's going through. And I was looking at my chart to see when the last time it happened for me was to see. And then I was like, Oh yeah, no, that's actually like natally in my chart, but I don't even know that. Like, and you know, some astrologers will say that's ridiculous and that's okay. But for me, I, that's not how I utilize astrology is I utilize, I, I go through my day, day to day. Um, sometimes I, I catch a full moon and that's great. And sometimes I catch a new moon or, you know, I, I might say something or think something when that happens, but I, I try to go day to day. And, you know, I, I think cause I'm very Capricornian. Um, I work a lot. I enjoy my work. I'm very grounded in that way. Um, I'm focused on that. So when something then happens, I'm like, Oh, so for example, like I bought this vehicle when Mercury was retro, well, not when it was retrograde, but it was one day out of retrograde. And I think most astrologers would have not done that. They would not have bought a a new vehicle on the day I bought it. And sure enough, I did because I was like, ah, Mercury retrograde, whatever. And it's been a, a nightmare, you know, it's what three months later and I still don't have this vehicle and I'm, you know, I'm still in, you know, 
battles and fighting and talking to cops. And, you know, this has been a whole shit show, but I was like, Oh, I'm not going to look at the chart for it. And so there is that for me, I'm always like, okay, you know, like, for example, when I signed the papers on my new house, I did look at the chart on that and I waited to sign the papers, you know, at this really specific time that day, as opposed to when the realtor was like, let's do it at 11 o'clock. I was like, no, can we do it at three? And I didn't tell the person why, but I thought, oh, this might be nicer. So I, I do try to use it, but I also try to not let it dictate me. Um, that's kind of my approach to it. So, yeah. you know, and, and each person is going to do it however they need to do it. Like maybe I could have been a little more Danny with buying the car and I really should have just not bought it yet. I should have waited. I should have mm-hmm. waited and I knew it and I knew it was a bad idea, but I wanted to kind of test this theory of market retrograde and I tested it and it, it, it worked. Like this has been a horrible experience. But um, it's also like so necessary for your journey because also, for learning. yeah, totally. for everything. I mean, it's like, absolutely. and that's, that's like the piece that's so interesting about it too, is that no matter what, like if you, whether you're aware of what's happening in your chart, which is helpful or you're not, um, shit's going to happen anyways. It's a matter of totally. how you're going to respond to it. That's going to make right. it all the difference. And, um, you know, I am somebody who looks at my chart very regularly because I, I just like to know what's happening for, you know, like I, I I use it as a mirror. It's like looking in the mirror and making sure like, Oh, like how do I, do I have dark circles under my eyes today? What's going on? (laughs) Like, you know, how does my hair look or, Oh, my skin looks like it's breaking out, you know, whatever. It gives me insight into what's happening. And I already feel all that, you know, but it's at least giving me some kind of an anchoring that, oh, okay, this is going on. And yeah. And for some reason, you know, putting those pieces of the puzzle together is like a magical experience for me. I can't say Mm -hmm. that it is for everybody and I don't necessarily recommend it for everybody if it doesn't work for you that way. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Um, but, but certainly, (laughs) you know, life is going to happen whether we, Mm -hmm. you know, fight it or not. And the best way to, um, you know, engage with it, I think, and enjoy the ride is to not be in a place of resistance and be like, okay, I made that decision. Fuck. Okay. What am I going to do it now? You know, like keep, keep going. Right. Right. And, 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 and this whole trying to maneuver out of suffering is futile. It's, I think, you know, we've talked about the bipolar mind of the Western mind, which my argument is because of the church, but to try to avoid pain and suffering is impossible. It's, it's, it's part of life. And, you know, I think it's detrimental that, you know, within the U S slogan is the pursuit of happiness. I I don't think that's a good slogan. I mean, that is a one-sided pursuit to just pursue happiness is going, is going to set us up for success. I mean, you hear it all the time, like, Oh, I just want my kid to be happy or I just want you to be happy or, you know, what is so great about being happy all the time? I mean, like, yes, if we could be happy all the time, awesome, but we can't, we simply can't like, that's not even remotely possible. That's not how physics works. That's not how the emotions work. You know, half the day is light and half the day is dark. And so, I think that if we're using astrology to outmaneuver pain, then I think maybe that's not the greatest utilization of it from, from my perspective. It's more like, okay, when life happens, can we see why it's happening? Exactly. Is there, there's a reason for this, like this car fiasco thing. It's been a whole, whole horrible experience, but 
you think I know a little bit about cars now? You better fucking believe it. Like, right. you think I understand how cars work and how dealerships work and how to buy a car and sell a car? Yes, this has been a hard knock lesson, but I understand how cars work now. Like, I don't understand that they, like, physically work still, but, <laughs> and I don't want to. But, uh-huh. you know, you know, and there's been people who have stepped in now who are like, I'm going to help you. And I'm like, wow, that feels really great. Thank you. Wow. Okay. You know, and and it's like, there's been a lot of gains from it. Right. So if I were to have avoided buying the vehicle because of mercury retrograde, which I probably could have, should have done living and learning, but I wouldn't have had this experience where I'm like really, really empowered all of a sudden with again, another level of money and, and what I do with my money and how I spend it and, and really say, no, 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 no. I have to be in control here. Um, this is my life, you know, rather than saying, Hey, go buy me a car, which I did. Right. So, um, so I learned a lot from it. Right. So, and, and, and again, that kind of like wraps us around to the, this episode about being around gratitude is that every, every single situation that we encounter, you can always find the gratitude in it, you know, no matter who gets elected, no matter who dies or who comes into our life or, no matter what time of the day, like there's always room for appreciation and gratitude in every aspect of life. And Amen. Mm-hmm. yeah. And let's just keep remembering that, you know? And yeah. Amen. Yeah. And being so great. Around. Yeah. Good. Coming back around. Um, yeah. yeah, just, I think that that is a really great way to speak to just all of what life has to offer, even in terms of if we're looking at it through a transit or something like that, you know, some of the worst transits that I've been through, I'm actually the most grateful for because they totally. really helped me become who I am. Yep. So as yep. a collective, we might look back at this time and be like, so grateful that this happened. Yep. So just considering that, you know, cause yeah. I, there is a lot of not, not happy people. And I don't mean happy in like that pursuit of happiness kind of thing, but in a way of like being ungrateful Mm -hmm. for what's going on. And, um, yeah, it just, there's (sighs) gratitude is, is almost like forgiveness in that way where it's a gift you're giving yourself to move through an experience, you know, and really trusting that it's, there's going to be some sort of, um, blessing mm-hmm. through whatever and gratitude itself is the blessing. Cause it's that feeling of like, Oh yeah, I'm here. This mm-hmm. is what's going on. So there's a reason there's a reason like that's God, you know, it's, yeah, it's just this beautiful, like I say all the time, algorithm of energy and it's, it's the synthesis of God, every single piece of it. So so speaking of gratitude, uh, we also just want to thank all of you who have been donating to the podcast. We're very grateful for that. And um, the more donations we receive, the more we can do with this, uh, the more guests we can bring on. And we really want to, I think as we're going into 2017, now that we're, we'll be coming up on a year anniversary in February, but it'll be more motivation for us to really reform this and really bring even more beautiful structure to it and more opportunities to the podcasts. And we've spoken of possibly moving towards Patreon and doing more webinars. And there's all these things we really want to do, but we need your help. 
to find, you know, the time to do it. Um, we see clients a lot and we love that. We want to keep seeing clients as much as possible. And with those donations, it gives us a little bit more time, um, to put energy, more energy into this podcast and continue to bring you these really great opportunities because we know you all are listening now. We're getting the feedback now. It's very cool. Um, you know, I think we've hit like 15,000 listens and that's something to be, uh, so congratulations, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. 15,000 listens that we know of. I mean, I've talked to a couple of other astrologers with podcasts and we all agree that we don't even think it's, we're getting the statistics that are tracking all of our listens. So 15,000 that we know of, and that's amazing. And so it's happening because we're saying stuff that's resonating. And so the more funding we can get to put into this, the more we can put out, the more we can give to all of you. So, um, we just really want to thank those of you who we have some people who are set up on regular monthly donations. That is super awesome. And, um, we have people who donate here and there. And so we really appreciate those donations and those stars on iTunes. Uh, let's get more stars and more reviews because those are really helping get us more visible on iTunes and, um, um, SoundCloud and all of those different platforms where podcasts are hosted. So thank you for that. And, and we really, 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 really appreciate it because it's because of your help and your um, contributions that we are able to keep motivated and keep doing this. Yes. Thank you for listening to us. Really. That's like touching in a major way for me. And it's humbling and it's also really touching. So thank you for just pressing play on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever it is. And just listening to our voices jibber jabber over here. Um, and for all the love and the support that you've brought into our lives, uh, we really feel it. And we just wish you all such a wonderful Thanksgiving and hopefully initiating into a holiday season that is calm and Mm -hmm. beautiful and loving and compassionate and harmonious. So, um, And those of you not celebrating Thanksgiving, maybe you live in another country or maybe you are protesting it. Um, (laughs) Let's still maybe say it, say some thanks on, on this day or, and every day, you know, even if you're not sitting around a turkey dinner um, on Thursday, I don't know, whatever day it's going to be the 24th of November, 2016, if you're not going to you know participate in that American culture, for whatever reason, you know, we still, like Danny says, let this usher us into a a peaceful holiday season that we remember the core of why we celebrate these things. And that is to, to remember how we love one another and we are a family, a global family. And even though some of our aunts and uncles can be crazy (laughs) (laughs) motherfuckers from time to time, you know, that there is this family that we're part of and we, and that we're going to remember our love and appreciation for them. So, so thank you all. We love you. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you around the bend (laughs) next week. Ciao. 